This episode of All In San Diego is brought to you by the San Diego Museum Council. We want to remind you that February in San Diego is Museum Month. It was scaled back and mostly virtual last year, but this year it's back in full force. Yeah, and this is a great chance to enjoy 45-plus museums and attractions at half price. Get your free Museum Month pass at any Macy's or any of the county's 75 public libraries. Once you have it, you can use it to get half-price admission for up to four people at any participating attraction. Places like the Air and Space Museum, Fleet Science Center, the Living Coast Discovery Center, and the New Children's Museum, just to name a few. And you can use that pass as many times as you want all February long. So don't forget to pick up that free pass at Macy's or your local library and get any details you missed and all of the participating attractions and museums at San Diego Museum Council.org. Welcome back to All in San Diego. We're your hosts, AJ and Sarah, and this episode is going to be round two of our food journey around the world without ever leaving San Diego County. Daryl, better known as San Diego Foodie Fan on Instagram, he's back with us to pick up right where we left off, exploring San Diego's best authentic food experiences. Let's go all in on food from around the world in San Diego. Daryl, welcome back. Well, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Oh, we had to. Yeah, you take you took us on this mouthwatering tour in part one. We went to India. We had amazing food, or at least imagined having amazing food from Thailand, <laughs> yeah. Mexico, Italy, and Japan. And then we just said, you know what? This has to be a two-parter. So let's dive into part two. Where are we going next as we continue to eat around the world in San Diego? All right. So what we're going to do now is something really, really different because we've covered some really incredible food, but we've left out an entire category and that is vegan food. Now, I'm going to be honest. I am not a vegetarian. I'm not a vegan. In fact, when my mom used to make me when I was a kid, she used to make steamed Brussels sprouts and steamed broccoli. It was awful. I mean, it was terrible food. But today there are restaurants that are delivering more than just a roasted or a steamed vegetable. The entire restaurant is based on really boundary pushing food. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about the plot in Oceanside. The plot. Now there is a twist to the whole story. And you may remember that last time I was telling you about Wrench and Rodent and this unbelievable sushi that we're getting. Well, one of the owners, David, his wife is a vegan. So can you imagine not being able to eat at his restaurant? Well, that problem is solved because Jessica has her own restaurant called The Plot, and they have some absolutely incredible food. Now, I know what some of you are saying. Oh, I don't eat vegetarian. I don't eat vegan. But I absolutely would encourage you to eat at this restaurant, eat at The Plot, because it will completely change your mind and your perception of what vegetarian and vegan food can be. Now, on their website, they say it's badass plant food, zero compromise. (laughs) And I got to say, I agree. I love that. I love hearing Daryl in particular say badass plant food. (laughs) But Jessica, the owner, is the CEO, and she's been plant-based for most of her years. And so everything on the menu, it's not like going to a restaurant and saying, oh, we can make something gluten-free or dairy-free for you, or we have a section Everything on the menu is gluten-free, dairy-free, and vegan. So let me perhaps whet your appetite of what some of these dishes can look like. So of course we know takoyaki, those beautiful Japanese octopus, like sort of hush puppies. But of course you can't eat that there. So they have a version of takoyaki, which is made with celery root pulp, and it's 
deep fried till it's golden brown. It's beautifully crispy on the outside. And you cut into them and inside it is soft and the heat comes pouring out. And they've got this beautiful tamari teriyaki sauce and a creamy yum yum sauce on the side. Oh my goodness. Yum, yum, oh my gosh. And it's all homemade. They make everything themselves. Um, I'll talk about the sauces in a second, but um, for somebody that is a vegetarian or vegan to be able to get a dish like this, that's both gluten-free and dairy-free. Um, and of course, a uh, vegan is really, really incredible. Daryl, I've got to tell you, I actually like vegetables and I always have. I'll, I'll happily eat, you know, a vegetarian dish. But my hesitation for going to an all vegan restaurant would be, uh, it's just not comforting. You know, I, you know, it might taste good, but I'm not going to feel the same as if I went to got some real comfort food. Well, I'm looking at the plots menu and I'm seeing biscuits and gravy, uh, yep. chicken and waffles, yep. uh, uh, shepherd's pie, all meatless. I mean, that that would satisfy anybody. Yeah, it, and you're so right over there because, AJ, as I mentioned before, you know, they said that they're pushing the boundaries. They are absolutely doing that. So we're not just talking about roasted vegetables. We're talking about a full, hearty meal, everything from appetizers all the way into desserts. Um, so it doesn't just have to be a couple of vegetables and maybe a bit of pasta on the plate. I think I could totally eat vegan if I had somebody cooking it for me all the time. If I had a personal <laughs> chef that could cook me vegan meals, I could totally do without the meat. I don't feel like I need meat to feel like satisfied. This place sounds awesome too, because I feel like vegan and vegetarian used to just be, hey, can we make this taste close enough to chicken or beef without anybody noticing? And now the vegetables are the ones that are really the center of the dish and they're really like letting those shine. They're not trying to make schmicken, you know? That's right. And and I'll tell you that everything is so beautifully plated. It is an entire feast for the art. It's a total masterpiece. Sounds incredible. Well, I'll tell you, Sarah, of all people, actually took me to a vegan restaurant and uh, and I really enjoyed it. And I said, you know what? I could actually get into this. I was surprised by how open-minded it made me. And that was probably three years ago. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm definitely due to to try another one. And this sounds like the one to try. All right, we've done vegan, which if we're fitting into the theme of eating around the world, the region that probably eats the most vegan is Southern California. So this could be this could be the home cuisine. Yeah. That's from cool. from Newport Beach down to yeah. down to Cardiff. And, yeah. Well, after eating at uh, at the plot, if I've changed your mind about vegan food, drop me a note on my Instagram and let me know. But I promise yeah. you will absolutely not regret it. You will thank me. Yes, that Instagram, by the way, let's get that plug in, is San Diego Foodie Fan, and it's amazing. So check him out there. Excellent. Well, now we're going to do something really different for our, our second um, restaurant today. And so we're going to talk about some Mexican food. Uh, we're going to talk about tacos. Of course, this is San Diego. We had some of the most unbelievable tacos here, but we're going to talk food truck. So I want to tell you about the craft, the craft taco truck. So, um, when you talk about passion, when you talk about loving what you do, when you talk about, um, of taking so much pride in every single dish, you don't really think about food trucks, but this food truck is putting out some absolutely amazing food. They are not your average food truck. Now you can find them very easily because they used to go to different locations, but they are currently um, uh, seven days a week at the New English Brewing Company, which is in Sorrento Valley. So uh, fantastic. You can go and get some of the uh, New English Brewing beers, but 
obviously all the food's coming out of the food truck. I love that synergy that's popped up all over San Diego where these food trucks, whether they post up at a brewery permanently or they're just there every Tuesday night, it's great for everyone. The brewery, the truck, and of course, whoever's going there. It's so it good. Is, it is. And so many of the dishes that they have at the food truck pair so beautifully with the beers from New English Brewing. So it is, it is a really well thought out um, collab together. But uh, lots of um, outdoor seating. There's indoor seating as well. There's plenty of heating. If you've never been there, it's a really fun location. A lot of space to sit down. Um, the food truck shows up every single day. Um, of course, they have specials for Taco Tuesday. Uh, but they go down to the, the detail of making their own handmade blue corn tortillas and everything gets mm. um, on them. Um, oh, so amazing. Let's, let me tell you about a couple of my absolute favorites. So the first is the Baja Pokey Taco. So of course, Southern California, we have to take of the popularity of poke and it's got that beautiful show you dressing, sesame oil, furikake. And I want to tell you that every single one of those tacos coming out of that truck, it has to be photographed because they could be um, framed and put on the wall. Everyone has got the beautiful dots. Um, and I mean, the, the detail that they go to when they um, prepare, they use chopsticks to plate. So they're absolutely a perfectionist. And this is definitely edible art. Um, the bulgogi taco, again, we spoke about bulgogi um, in prior issues, comes with a beautiful kimchi slaw and some spicy oh um, my sriracha gosh. aioli. Um, they're all um, hand-sized tacos, so just pick them up and get a couple of them, Get go back and get a couple of more in instead. They've got some unusual dishes, like a, a grilled Caesar salad. So, of course, Caesar salad does come down from Mexico, and they grill it and, uh, with some beautiful garlic bread. Absolutely delicious. Looks visually gorgeous as well. Um, shrimp bowl, of course, they've got, and they have a very unique um, al pastor. Because instead of doing al pastor with pork, they use mahi-mahi. So you oh, can wow. get a, a, a fish-based one as well. I love that because that's what you want from a food truck, especially with tacos in San Diego. If you walk up to a food truck and they're just doing carne asada and chicken and usually you're like, Ugh. even if it's good, you can get that in so many places. You want to have a unique experience. And that's what this sounds uh, sounds like they're bringing all day long. It is. So and there's um, Chef Raymond and Eddie and they're running um, the food truck. Um, it's hard not to want to give them a hug. They're just seriously good guys. Oh, I love that. And I think you gave AJ a really good idea to redecorate his man cave. Are you going to get matted and framed all the pictures of your favorite tacos from all over they, San Diego? I want to see them. That's for sure. Absolutely. Sound beautiful. Well, I'll meet you guys down there for a taco any day. Sounds great. Now, for sure. Right, now, of course, there's a story here. And I've saved the story for last. On Discover Plus, there is a TV show, which is a battle of the food trucks. And one of the most popular food trucks in Los Angeles is The Regular. And every week, they challenge another food truck to competing um, on this TV show. And so for the very first episode, they picked the Croft um, Taco truck. And so wow. the, the food truck in Los Angeles is the Billionaire Boys um, Burger Truck. And um, they competed against San Diego. They came down here. They filmed the episode down here. Should I do a spoiler? You want to know how it ends? Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah. Our boys won. They won. Yes. <laughs> nice. So, so proud of Raymond and Eddie. Amazing. Again, two guys, huge passion. Take care about every single dish they do. They care about their customers. They serve their food on 100% um, compostable equipment. I mean, they care about, uh, uh, as I say, 
um, the entire experience there. I love that. I love the passion that these people who have a food truck have. I mean, there's nothing like it. And they're so creative and they're so fun. Such a great way to experience their food. And by the way, San Diego food trucks have represented on these cooking competitions because you have Devilicious Food Truck, which was on the Great Food Truck Challenge and did really well. Also, Leah's Lumpia Food Truck, which is a mother-son food truck that was also on the same show in a different season and did really well. So go San Diego. That's right. That's right. So watch that episode and then go down and enjoy the the tacos from Craft Taco Truck. Okay. So we've had some amazing vegan food, amazing and creative tacos. Where to next? Right. So, of course, we've got to flip the game. We're going to go Middle Eastern now. We're going to talk about Middle Eastern street food and, in particular, tahini restaurant. Have you heard of tahini? I've heard of what uh, tahini, but not the restaurant, no. So this is a fast, casual restaurant um, in the Kearney Mesa area. And hmm. how can you not love a story like this? So you've got two high school buddies, Moody and Osama. And they love food and they want to share their backgrounds, the Egyptian and Syrian backgrounds. And they want to take those backgrounds and their authentic um, Middle Eastern flavors and bring it to San Diego. So they go in 2013, they go to a farmer's market and they have quite good success with the farmer's market. And then they do a pop-up at a gas station in Pacific Beach. And that does well. So in 2017, they open a restaurant in Kearney Mesa. And I have to correct myself, not only have I heard of tahini, I have been to tahini specifically because Guy Fieri did an episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives from there, and I've known him for a million years, and he invited me, and I actually watched them film that episode, and they, they do have such a passion for food. I yeah. knew it sounded familiar, AJ. Yes. Yeah, so you've got it. That's it. Guy Fieri visited them on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dines. He absolutely loved the food. Uh, you, you know, the typical Guy Fieri, he was diving in. He had mess all over his face. He was grinning and loving it. And, of course, there's a Guy Fieri dish um, that's available, exactly what he had, the pita with the fries inside it. You can get that there. It's a special on the menu. But before Guy left, he wrote in the wall, Guy was here. So yes. definitely would recommend going there. Uh, there's a sad story in that part, which I'll end off with that. So I'll, I'll end with that. But in the meantime, I've got to tell you that this is no ordinary place to get a Middle Eastern food. They make their own pita bread. And so there is nothing more exciting than walking in and seeing that circular oven and they're making it right in front of you. It's not coming out of a bag that someone else has made. Um, it smells absolutely amazing and you're literally getting these freshly made pitas that are so soft it completely changes the texture of the pita some of the specials they have they have both uh, chicken and meat um, um shawarma they're always using all natural and um, antibi antibiotic um free chicken they marinate both the chicken and the steak in 10 ingredients they're cutting it freshly as you serve it and you can choose do you want it in a uh, in a bowl, over a salad with rice, or in a pita bread. And you choose what do you want inside, the tomatoes, the onions, pickled cucumbers, the garlic sauce, um, the red onions, kalamata ovens, feta cheese. You know, you get to customize it exactly the way you like. Yeah, I can honestly say I've never had that type style of food quite like that. It was just so fresh and with so much flavor. Even when you walk in the door, the the a thousand smells hit you, and you're like, oh my God, how am I even going to decide what to order? I can tell amazing food is being made here. Oh my gosh, you guys, I have to try this place. Daryl, my family's Middle Eastern from Iran, and I have yet to try this place. So this will be uh, on our list for sure for a family meal. Oh, well, 
there's still time for lunch today. You can pop in there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And while you're there, I know that this pita is going to fill you up, but if you've got a little bit of room as an appetizer, get the fried halloumi, which is fried cheese. And it comes with some dipping sauce and some amazing fig jam. Now you may say, what fig jam and fried cheese, but when you have it, you realize how well they go together. Absolutely fantastic. Now I did mention there was a sad part to the story. The sad mm. part is actually great news. They have done so well that they have expanded into a much bigger location. It's more than double the size, much nicer, seating area, beautiful new restaurant, a huge open kitchen. Um, but unfortunately the guy was here sign is in the next door <laughs> restaurant, which they own. It's, they're going to be opening it shortly. It's, it's going to be a, a new Turkish coffee house. So guy was here. will be in the, in that house. You'll be able to still see the sign, but still absolutely make your way down. Um, if you're talking again about in, incredibly friendly, passionate people that care about what they're doing, you, you've got to go visit, um, Tahini for lunch or for dinner. Yeah. And, and all in San Diego listeners, if you're ever flipping through the channels and you happen to stumble on that episode, keep your eye out. Cause I am in the episode and it's four <laughs> seconds of, of epic TV, maybe even five seconds. Is it you 100%. taking a bite? Do we, do yes. we get to watch you like take a big bite? <laughs> I take a bite. I look at the pita and I go, wow, there's a lot going on in here. I mean, I said a lot of other things, but that's what made it to TV. My family still makes fun of me to this day. Uh, but yeah, that was my big, uh, okay. Now I have to go back and find that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's horrible. So the quote is, wow, there's wow, a lot there's going, a lot on, going in on in here. Well, that, yeah. that's what I said as I was absorbing the, the food and thinking of all the good things I was going to say. Uh, but apparently they didn't, they weren't as good as uh, I thought, because that's the part that got in there and that's what happened. <laughs> well, but <laughs> The only That's part I'm so finding good. disappointing is they didn't ask you to ride on the wall as well, AJ. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, not at all. Right. So we have not touched on Peruvian food. And so we have to do Peruvian because when mm. you think Peruvian food, you think of all these incredible and amazing spices, cumins and paprika and oregano and garlic and turmeric and coriander. It's, um, um, and so the restaurant I want to tell you about is called Coya Peruvian Secret. Now it's probably well-named secret because it is a little difficult to find, to be honest. Um, if you're driving down the 101, you'll find it on the left-hand side. Um, it is extremely um, cute and romantic at night. It's really intimate. It's a great place to sit down and have a very casual, but incredible um, uh, Peruvian meal. Now things that of course you know about are things like empanadas. We all know about empanadas. We can find them um, you know, just about everywhere. Those beautiful baked turnovers with the pastry and a lovely filling. They've folded over, sealed perfectly. They come out crispy, served with some, um, served hot with some sauces. Or well, they have the most incredible, huge empanadas there. Um, they change daily as to, you know, what type of empanadas they have. Great appetizer. If you don't want to think it's too filling, a great appetizer to share as well. Um, but of course, Ceviche as well. How can we not talk about ceviche when you talk about Peruvian? A little bit different to the ceviche that we may be used to in San Diego because it comes with yams and choclo. Mm. Choclo is Peruvian corn. It's not the little corn, but the big giant pieces of corn. And they do it a similar style. They take the raw fish or the seafood um, and they marinate it in citrus juices, mostly limes and lemons, and it's served cold. Um, with these yams and chocolate. Absolutely, absolutely would recommend those. 
Daryl, I'm looking at their food right now, and I have to say, when you go there, uh, it's got to be good to your your stomach and also to your Instagram feed because every one of their dishes looks like a work of art. It does. It does. And, and I think that's, that's really important because we do go to a restaurant and we start eating with our eyes first. We take one look at the plate and at that stage, we, we make quite a big, big decision as to whether we think we're going to enjoy it. And if that food comes out and it looks visually gorgeous, if you take a picture, you are so ready to enjoy that meal. And while you're doing it, while you're taking that picture, and while you're staring, you're getting the smells, you're looking at, you're inspecting it. And that's so much more fun than getting your dish and just diving straight in. And I don't know if you ever watch some of these TV shows where before they take a bite, they put someone a fork. They look at it, they inspect it, they smell it, they turn it from all the different angles. Uh, that's when you're really getting excited about your food. And you're right, everything at Koya Peruvian Secret is visually gorgeous. Um, uh, their um, organic salmon, um, their octopus, um, their lomo saltado. Let's talk about lomo saltado. That's a filet mignon that's been slowly cooked, stir-fried. It's got the red onions and tomatoes and soy sauce and ginger and the aji. Aji is that um, spicy chili pepper sauce that goes from mild to very hot, normally a little very hot at, at Koya, but it's got that huge aroma and all those beautiful colors that come out from the octopus that's braised in red wine. That is exactly what you, you get every single time on one of your plates there. Daryl, I love that you love all the sauces. When I go out to eat, I feel like the food I order really is just a vehicle to get the sauce into my mouth. And all these places, I love that you're like mentioning their specific sauces because that can really make a dish extra special. It truly can. And so, you know, I'm a frustrated chef. I love to cook at home, but making the sauces takes so much time because sometimes a dish will have multiple of them. So I've got so much respect for a restaurant that not just doesn't serve something with just a ketchup or a simple sauce. They spend a lot of time researching different flavor and profiles and different sauces come with different dishes. It takes a lot of time and research. Um, and manpower. And, and let's face it right now, our restaurants are struggling. They're struggling with manpower because a lot of people are out sick and they're doing everything to keep their doors open so that they can serve restaurants. And some of them, unfortunately now, are going just to take out service because they don't have enough staff to, to see people. And still to be able to put out these incredible dishes with the sauces, it takes, I have a lot of respect um, for them to do that. Absolutely. You know, when you transitioned into talking about this restaurant, you said, and I quote, when you think of Peruvian food, you think of this, this, and the other thing. And, and to be honest, when I think of Peruvian food, I don't know what to think. I have no idea. I've never eaten a bite of Peruvian food, but I love that. That's, that make, to me makes it a really exciting prospect to go to a place like this and sit down and go, I have no idea what's in that kitchen. Let's open the menu and see what's going on here. Yeah, so I have to give you my tip over here. So when I go to a restaurant I've never been to before, or perhaps it's a style that I'm not so familiar with, I, I take an extended time looking at the menu, but I'm not really looking at the menu. What I'm doing is I'm watching dishes that other people are getting. And I'm basically um, like an ostrich, just looking around to see what did they get? What did they get? <laughs> Calling the waiter, excuse me, what did they get? What's in that? And I'm not shy at all to ask somebody, oh, is that good? Have you had that before? So I have no qualms about um, doing all my research by watching what everyone else is doing and trying to find the regulars and see what they're ordering. Or oh, say to the waiter, what's your favorite dish? And asking them, what would they order I mean, when they get to eat there? I would love dining with you. So fun. Yeah. Okay, where are we headed to next? Okay. 
So we're going to head again now, and for our last one, we're going to do something completely different. And I'm actually just suddenly thinking here now that I probably haven't done all these restaurants justice because we haven't spoken a lot about dessert, but maybe that's going to be an episode <laughs> all in itself, where to get the best yeah, desserts maybe. in San Diego. But I think all these yes. places that I've mentioned have great desserts. So, um, you know, we're talking about authentic food. We're talking about from food around the world. And, and the last one I want to tell you about is a street market. And so... We love street markets as a family. You know, when we were in Thailand, we would go to one every night because it's completely different food. And we are so fortunate that um, we have a team of people in San Diego that put on the Asian street food feed market. It's called San Diego Collective. It's with a K, San Diego Collective. And they put on this um, night market. Um, the next one is actually going to be January the 15th. Now, I understand that... Um, you may be listening to this after the January the 15th, but the ones that are following it will be February the 12th and March the 13th. So we've got February 12th, March the 13th, but you can always go to the San Diego Collective website. It's San Diego Collective with a K, one word, dot com, and you can see all the different um, dates that they have. But it's set up sometimes between 3 o'clock and 8 o'clock. The times can sometimes depend on, on winter and summer, and it's exactly what, I, what you would imagine. You park your car uh, and then you just walk around the streets going to all different um, food stands and decide what you want to order. You can get everything from one vendor or you can get a whole lot of different items from different vendors. And what I absolutely love about it is, is a couple of things. First of all, the atmosphere and the people and the camaraderie there alone is worth going. It is so much fun to walk around um, and see the different foods, to see people enjoying themselves, to uh, get the smells, and to see the huge array of different foods um, and that we have available in San Diego. Now, some of the vendors only have a, a pop-up stand, and this is what they do. They just do um, street fairs. They do markets. Uh, but some of them are actually restaurants that have come out there and they want to show you the best of some of their different items. And some of them are food trucks as well. So you've got a huge array of different things. So if I could tell you a couple of my favorite things over there, although I am, I've only been three times and it's, um, I think it's the fifth one coming up. So I've missed one uh, and I do try and get different things every time. A couple of my favorites that I've had, first of all, is the rice or death food truck. So mm, these guys yes. have a serious sense of humor, the rice or death food truck. And <laughs> what they have is 10 different fried rice dishes. Um, my favorite is the punk rice cowboy. And so the punk rice cowboy is marinated skirt steak and it's done with jalapenos. So it's got a little bit of kick inside it. It's a stir fried with white rice, corn, tomatoes, garlic, onion, cilantro, salsa, oh. and um, scrambled eggs. But my favorite is to get a, a fried egg on top. So you burst that fried egg, let that yolk go running all over that punk rice, cowboy fried rice. What a fantastic dish there. Asian Twist Cuisine is a vendor that's there and they have drunken noodles and they have bulgogi beef plate that I absolutely think you would love. We'll do a couple of desserts since we haven't really touched on desserts over here. Um, all Things Ube. It's a dessert vendor and literally all their desserts are with Ube. So Ube is that beautiful purple um, yam that's originally came from the Philippines, super popular. You can get ube cookies, ube flan cupcakes, ube strudels, ube brownies. 
Another <laughs> vendor, if you want desserts that I, that'll, that I personally love is called Mango on the Moon and they have mango with sticky rice. But again, these are just four of the vendors. Um, there are so many different vendors there. The smells that you're going to get, just walking around, you'll see everybody eating food. As I mentioned before, everybody is so friendly, especially the team that put on the event. They'll be happy to give you advice on to what to get, but uh, I highly advise that everyone goes out and just enjoys some of San Diego, walking around, eating the food and seeing each other. Uh, really great ambiance, great food. My, that's probably my, my big tip of the day. Go to the San Diego Collective Street Fair. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned uh, the night market. Those are some friends of the of the podcast, the people that put on SD Collective. And we've had a couple of episodes with Judy the foodie, and we're good buddies with uh, Marvelous Muncher. <laughs> These are some great local people with such a passion for the food and the community. They truly are. And I really appreciate them gotten to know Vince and Judy and Journey. Um, and they've taught me so much and uh, been loved going out there, seeing them and see uh, how much passion they put into making this event such a, a great San Diego location and great outing. You know what I love about that last suggestion, Daryl? I, I, like you, I'm a food enthusiast. I try to cook. I love trying new food. I love watching all the food programming on TV. And a lot of times you see some amazing Italian restaurant, but it's in, you know, whatever, New York. And you go, well, I wish I could try it, but at least I can go to an Italian restaurant here in San Diego. But when you watch one of these shows where they're actually in Asia at a street fair, you know, it's not very easy to recreate that experience. And I love that that's, what they've given us the opportunity to do here is try kind of this kind of really street food and this authentic uh, cuisine. Uh, they've really done us all a favor by doing the market here in, uh, in San Diego. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. So all the vendors are actually cooking right there in front of them. If you're into cooking, you can watch them cooking and cutting and slicing and dicing and preparing <laughs> and plating. Uh, it's a, it's the full experience indeed. All right. Well, this is, this is part two. I, I, I'd love to do a part three, but I know there are other things we can do with you because I love your passion. <laughs> I, and I, I, you know, I, I could listen to you all day long. So you will be back as long as, as, as you're willing to come back. But for now, if you listen to the last episode, uh, you now have collectively 10 different places to try. And if this is your first time, if you just tuned into this one, go back and listen to that one. Then you'll have 10 places to try, but uh, I'm hungry again. I want people to check mm -hmm. you out online, San Diego Foodie Fan. That's on Instagram, I should say, San Diego Foodie Fan. Thanks for joining us again, my friend. Thank you. Always fun spending time with you, AJ and Sarah. Well, thanks for joining us. And I have some news that I don't even think you know, Sarah. Hmm. Uh, don't worry, it's not that exciting. But you can now review <laughs> us on Spotify. Oh, nice. Oh, good. That'll make it easy. I'll, I'll be sure to tell my daughter. She just reviewed us on Apple Podcasts because she got a phone. Well, tell yeah. her I said thank you because we are so grateful for positive reviews. They really yep. help people find our show. They make a big difference. So go to uh, Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen and please leave us a nice review there. Or if you're a Spotify person, you could literally be our first review ever on Spotify and we'd love oh, you for it. That is exciting. All right. Thanks for listening, you guys. We'll catch you next time. See ya.